1: song you mind she's getting really not afraid to feel so soul, soul just let it flow no one can do it quite like Caroline. it's time for
2: Caroline. I'm back with my favorites favorite favorite favorites and it's so cool because it's Shayna and Dana Dana and Shana <laughs> and Luna you guys oh these girls are just y'all are straight from heaven I am love y'all. I've had y'all on before. You are the experts in human design. You met at like a retreat in Bali or something. And then (laughs) y'all were doing corporate jobs. And then y'all both realized that y'all are so amazingly far out in the best way and like understand how much bigger life is than this 3D reality. And so y'all got into human design. And I don't think I even knew what human design was until I interviewed y'all last year. I was starting to get so curious about all of this stuff and like numerology and astrology. I've always known like signs and I'm a Leo and you know, all that, but like I still haven't like connected to how big that is and how real (laughs) astrology is and how real human design is and how real numerology is and how actually learning tools like human design can change your life, can let you understand yourself on such a deeper level can let you understand your family members. I remember in your closest friends and the people that you work with, I remember after I finished with you guys, I was like so obsessed. I wanted to get a reading on every single person that's close to me. So yeah. I could like make a book of the human design <laughs> numbers of all of my family and closest friends, just so I can interact with them to the highest level. Because we are not all operating on the same system here. We just aren't. And- yeah. Yeah there, if you don't know things like, or if you don't, if you're not made aware of things like human design and then learn about it, you're just missing this huge opportunity for a tool to learn about yourself and those that you love. So I am obsessed with y'all and I'm so ready for a tune up. Like I need a tune up. I was on it. I've been talking nonstop. I'm going to let y'all talk like the whole time. That's why I'm doing a huge (laughs) introduction here. Um, I have been on like like a huge spiritual journey this last year, like uncovering blocks inside of me, trying to understand myself, opening my mind up so much more about spirituality and the world and God and the universe and how we're all connected. And um, I just feel like I'm coming into a really exciting place now. It's kind of a darker place for me last year. Like everyone always says when you have a spiritual awakening, it's not like butterflies and rainbows. It's kind Mm -hmm. of like you go into the mud, you
0: know, do you feel that? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, because it's uncovering some some not so much truth that you were clinging onto as your truth or as your identity or as who you needed to be or had to be and then it's kind of starting from ground zero almost of okay, well, if that's not it, then what is? And what does that look like in my relationships and what does that look like in my life and my work and what I'm doing and if I know this information and I don't act on it, what does that mean? And it just kind of right. leads to this whole place of taking action that is aligned for you, but it's it's definitely scary. And it's not about being hard or being easy. It's about being courageous and being, um, like having your own back and loving yourself enough to yeah. own yourself. To not yourself. turn your
2: back on yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not just
2: be like, I don't want to feel this shit. I don't want to go through all this. I don't want to actually get to the core of who I am because to do that, I'm going to have to go, I'm going to have to trudge through all this freaking trauma. I'm going to have to trudge through all of this programming that has happened to me because of just life. And I'm going to have to like really feel some really yucky feelings. But then you realize it's not so bad it's worse holding on to the feeling than actually work, work, walking through it and releasing it. Because if you walk through it, you can release it and then you can have freedom. Whereas if you just hold on to all these feelings and don't learn and do the hard work and have your back, then you just carry it around with you forever. And you're always like avoiding it.
1: Yeah, that's so true. We all have this, this, um, You know, idea of like looking at someone else who's really done something amazing, and they look like they're thriving, and we think, oh, that must have been just a linear uphill path, and now they're just amazing. Um, But really, when we're expanding into our true self, like coming into who we really are. When we expand, Shane and I notice this all the time. When you think of expansion, it's like a full circle or a a full sphere. It doesn't just expand up. It also expands down into the depths. Mm, When a tree grows, it's not only growing its canopy up into the sun, it's also digging its roots down Mm. deeper into the earth. And that's how we grow as human beings too. So it's like, you know, you going on this journey and getting down into that soil and really getting down into those roots and seeing what's down there and not being afraid to go into the dark to go into the depth knowing instead that rooting down deeper like that and actually moving through that darker space is the thing that allows you to grow your canopy up into the sun like it's one in the same and so if we're if we're afraid of going into that depth of who we are then we're never going to get that that growth into the sun and if we do we that tree is vulnerable when a storm comes it gets knocked over because it doesn't have those deeper roots so I think the bravery and courage part of growing into our true self, into our purpose is something that we need to talk about more because in our social media day and age, people are showing the highlight reels. We all know that, but really letting that in on a cellular level, it's like that expansion, that journey, the magic of all of it. It requires some true bravery of, of seeing yourself and meeting yourself
2: it allows you to actually feel brave too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I actually feel for the, like I've I felt brave, like I've been willing to take risk and do leaps and stuff. But like doing this kind of work gives me such like a, I just like myself is so happy with myself. You know, it's like, thank you self for like doing this, even though uh, most people think you're crazy and it's exhausting and I'm kind of obsessed with it, but it's like, it wears you out. And it's not like, I don't know, I feel like I can't even be like, just like, I can't even small talk anymore. I'm like, I don't even know how to just like (laughs) small talk. Everything (laughs) has to get back to this. But Mm -hmm. it's just, it's the, it's the question of our life. Why are we here? Why did these things happen to us? How can we flourish? How can we really have the most incredible experience in this life? And that does not mean the one that feels the breeziest, like it's, actually coming full circle and knowing yourself. That is how we really have the full life experience because then you can accept everything that's happened to you. You can accept things that will happen to you because you are operating from your highest and best self. And I don't know, it's just wild. The more I know, the more I feel like what is happening on this life. (laughs) This is insane.
1: Do y'all feel that way? (laughs) For sure. And I really resonated with what you said kind of in the beginning about human design and numerology and astrology, all of these things like, are they really real and how does it work? And is this actually true? And, you know, in my own journey of kind of like awakening and evolving into the highest or higher versions of myself, um, I used to be someone who was deeply skeptical And did not believe in astrology. Like when I was young, I just didn't. I thought it was like an interesting philosophy or like interesting storytelling. And I wasn't against it, but I was like, this is more kind of just for fun or more something to just help us think about ourselves. Like I didn't really know the science behind it or kind of like how it works. And one of my favorite things about human design is that it's this mixture of ancient modalities that have been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And anything that has lasted that long and has continued to be helpful and meaningful and has stuck around for people, there's some validity in that period. I know that to be true. And the other part of human design is quantum mechanics. Like, really modern science showing us that the world is different than we perceive with our eyes and our ears. There is more happening here than just the physical 3D realm. And for me, awakening to that was magical, but also like kind of completely destroyed my entire worldview of what I thought I knew and well, what there's I just, thought you can't
2: box yourself in and yeah,
1: totally, <laughs> totally. It totally blasts you open it and
2: does. you're just wide open floating <laughs> in the orbit. And I'm like, this is awesome, but awful at the same yeah. time.
1: Yeah. But it is amazing. You know, I think that more and more people are awakening on kind of a mass scale and I you feel know, it too. For sure. you like, see it's kind it everywhere. of happening
2: faster and faster and faster.
1: Yes. And you know, there's this question, like, is it trending that we're doing meditation and yoga and breath work? And is it just trendy? or Are people really doing this? Are people what you really think? showing up? I really think that it's real. And also because we're having this real movement, it becomes trendy. And that is a trend I will take. I'll take Amen. it. Like that is a trend that is helpful. And even if yes. people are doing it because they, you know, because other people around them are doing it it amazing. I believe that that's going to bring them into a deeper felt sense of, of what's really like their empowerment behind doing those actions.
2: And it's like, we've all done all the other things all of us mm-hmm. have at this point. Yeah, and we've totally. seen it on social media. We've all gotten hammered. We've all, we've seen mm-hmm. people get just blitzed out of their mind on drugs. We've seen people mm-hmm. like indulge in sex and food and rock and roll and fame mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And then, now we've had enough time to see the downfall that it, there is not a true payoff from that, that it is not the actual goal. And the goal is contentment. And so it's like, I think people are willing to try things like meditation and now like things like be curious about human design and astrology and all this, what we've been talking about numerology, because it's like everyone already tried all the other stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's not really working. So why don't we try some spirituality and some stuff that's rooted in deep ancient history that's proven to work. And the people who seem to be the most pe- peaceful are doing these things. And so now I think what we're all looking for is peace. And so it's like, this is a time for like you girls, people like y'all to become true like guides for us because people need this and they're willing to try it now because the other stuff doesn't work it it for the long haul.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we're moving into this new paradigm where it's all about how does this help me as an individual, not one size fits all. This is, you know, yes. meditation is going to help you. These supplements, these diet, like this, and it's going to work workout routine. It'll work for everyone. This is what everyone needs to do. All of that, like one size fits all is going to be crumbling. And we're seeing that happen already where we're individualizing more and more every day, whether that's our pronouns, whether that's our mental health, whether that's, um, you know, really fine tuning a diet that works for you and something like human design. So it's just going to really get more and more popular that people are wanting things that are personalized for them? How does this help me? And then how can this help in a different way, my mom or my brother or my partner or my child? And the amazing thing with human design is that it's the most individualized thing we've ever come across because it's so complex and it gets really, really detailed. And when you start experimenting with it, it literally changed your life. It does. We haven't met any person. I mean, we've met with thousands of people at this point and we haven't met a single person that hasn't tried this and felt, oh my gosh, this is validating and giving me permission to do everything that I felt. I just didn't know was trust consistent myself. or that I could trust myself. Exactly. So in this like spiritual awakening and and this journey that you've been on, I mean, I think that for everyone going in that kind of journey where they're awakening to just more truth and realness in their life um it's all about self-trust and it's mm. all about self-love and yeah small talk goes out the window it's like that's not my life anymore um, it's not my literally life literally it's like it's like it's, a past life it's like i don't even know how to
2: do it like if it's if it's not something happening in my life i can small talk about like Sunny's school and like her schedule and her extracurricular. Cause that's like useful information. It's not like small talk. It's like things day-to-day things, but practical. like that's about as, that's about as much as I can do is like practical conversation. And then I, if the practical is taken care of, then I don't know how to talk anymore. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love well, let's that Let's get so into much. human design, you guys. I am so excited for this. Okay. So let's, and I'd love to crack myself wide open. We have all my information. So kind of briefly explain to everyone, if you don't mind, how someone can like get who they are, if they're a generator, if they're, y'all can go through the different types and how you can quickly find this and then how someone can start on their own to dive into it, but then how to go deeper.
1: Yeah, for sure. So with human design you know it's a very very complex system as we mentioned which is one of the things we love about it right each of us as individuals are so multifaceted and this is not a system that box you in it goes really deep but it can be overwhelming. If you're first coming to it, we know. So, so much of our work is really helping you understand like, what are the most important things you can start with right now that will absolutely change your life. And if you want to keep going later, you can. So the place that we always recommend starting is looking up your chart. And in order to do that, you need your birthday and specific time information. If you can try to get that from your birth certificate, um, and go ahead and enter in your data your data into a chart generator, which there's lots of them online for free. You can go to our website if you want daylunalife.com. And once you pull up your chart, you're going to see this body graph that has all these numbers and shapes and arrows. You're going to be like, what does all of this mean? And we want you to just look at the written categories. And on those written categories, you'll see next to the word type. you'll see that you're either you're one of the five human design types. So those are manifester, generator, manifesting generator, projectors and reflectors. So every single human being falls into one of these five types. And this is kind of the broadest category in human design, but it's the beginning kind of starting point and it can absolutely change your life if all you ever do is learn this one thing. It can radically change your life. I can so- vouch to that. <laughs> Having not
2: knowing what human design was and then learning I was a generator and learning yeah. my husband was a manifester and learning yes. my daughter's a projector I was like, oh my God. Because yes. And then maybe, I don't know if y'all can do this, give specific tiny little mm-hmm. details about what each one yeah. is and how many people are of that type.
1: Definitely. Yeah. So even just in your family, I mean, it's amazing that you have the three different types because you all operate so differently. So I knowing, know. that, knowing that is crucial, right? It's so important. So As a manifestor, manifestors are more rare. They're less than 10% of the population. And these are people who are really designed to initiate right they have this powerful aura when they walk into a room people feel them they're here to be independent they're here to do whatever they want they're really here to yep. start stuff <laughs> they're here to start new things but they're not necessarily here to finish things so they start things they get people on board and then they go off and get to the next thing and their their energy is really designed to initiate others so once they start something other people might take it and run with it or not And so their strategy, the way that they can kind of operate their energy to help them move through the world with more ease and less resistance is called informing. Mm. So they're so powerful and they're so changing all the time, kind of unpredictable. The more they tell people, this is what I'm thinking of doing. This is what I dream of doing. And I'm done with it. I'm kind of getting over it. I'm thinking of quitting soon. The more they inform, the easier it is for other people to just understand and embrace and let that manifestor do whatever they want and have the independence they're supposed to have.
2: You're so right, because since they are dreaming these huge ideas all the time, mm-hmm. yeah. getting into action quickly with them and then kind of moving on very fast. It's like the yeah. rest of us aren't aren't operating right. like that at all. So exactly. people who are linked up with manifestors, it's like we're following this big energy lead and loving it. But like if you don't tell us when we're changing directions, we're going to get pissed, you know, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> and people are not going to want to like work. With you anymore because it's like yeah. we're pouring our heart into your big idea which we love but okay. uh hello yeah. Me
1: it's like, keep <laughs> us in the loop and then we're here for you. But yeah. if you don't keep us in the loop, we're going to get whiplash and be annoyed. We're going to
2: get tired of it.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. So my dad was a manifestor. So I didn't know this until after he passed away, but my whole life made sense and clicked mm. into gear once I understood. And I wish that he could have known, but it's amazing, you know, to think about the manifestor children being born. Now they get to know this about themselves. And um, okay. So the strategy
2: too, to inform though, I don't, you feel like most of the time people don't know their strategy. So like a manifestor doesn't know that they're going to have so much more ease if they just tell everybody what they're doing, because they're like, that's a waste of time. Everyone should just be like following up, keeping up with me. But it's like, if they learn that one tiny little technique and then just do it, which is not natural, then it's great for everyone. So that's why the strategy is so crucial because the strategy is like our blind spot, right? It's right. like what we need to be doing. That's going to change everything, but we don't think to do as this type. Okay. So exactly. is that
1: right? beautiful. Yeah. Doing your strategy just creates harmony and yes. ease. It makes everything click into gear instead of feeling like that swimming upstream resistance, running into roadblocks kind of energy. So for the next type generators, which is what you are, generators are about over 30% of the population, around 37%. And generators have this aura that is open and enveloping. So they have this warmth. When they walk into a room, their joy and their enthusiasm just spills out of them and is contagious. So they have this really higher purpose kind of of spreading positive energy. And when they are lit up about what they're doing each day with their energy, that is when they spread that Mm. lit up, juicy, excited energy versus when a generator is not doing what they love each day, they really kind of drain their powerful battery. They have less creative energy and they're not sharing and spreading this excitement and enthusiasm for life. So the biggest thing for generators is they can be extremely conditioned. They have all this creative energy to do things right. And to build and to work and to create and society teaches them that they have to sacrifice that to earn money. So they put that energy towards something they're not in love with, a Mm. AKA their nine to five job, and they dwindle that life force and stop Mm. becoming the expansive, joyful person that they're meant to be. So for a generator, their strategy is listening to their body, not their mind about what they want to use their creative energy, body, body. So your Body. body. Might get all of this response to something like your body, you know, sees, let's say, for example, a fashion magazine and your body is just so energized, so lit up and you're like, oh my God, I want to do that. I want to learn that. I want to spend my energy there. But your mind is like, am I really going to become a fashion designer? Like, am I going to make money doing that? I've never even studied that. And your mind talks you out of doing what your body is getting so energized and excited by and responding to. So listening to to. that, yes, listening to your body's responses, right? Letting life kind of happen around you and being aware of when your body responds to something with energy and (sighs) excitement, that thing is right for you. So glad you said that, alive. I knew
2: that, but I forgot. How did I forget this? I knew this, but I <laughs> forgot. I forgot it was such a, like the, like the fact, like what mm-hmm. my body does. Da- and when my body's like neutral, what do I do then? Like say yeah, you're so, at a crossroads and like, yeah. I have, I've, this has been my life a lot lately. Like I've done so much clearing that now I'm like paving new roads for myself and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, like a lot of these sound great. And now I've just studied, learned about Dolores Cannon who does like all this hypnotherapy and I'm like, oh gosh, there's all these alternate lives that we can live based (laughs) on. So I'm like, which road do you take when you don't know, when you don't feel it?
1: Yeah, so for bigger decisions, there's a different kind of system that you can use called your authority. But for small day-to-day decisions, it's really knowing that if you feel nothing as a generator, you feel kind of like mediocre or like, I just don't know. That's a no for now to whatever you're choosing. And we're really conditioned to believe. So let's say, for example, right? Someone's like, hey, do you want to work on this project with me today? And your body is just like, blah, nothing. Just like, you, "Eh." Yeah. And it's not bad. It's not good. You do it. It's not good. So in that space, generators are so capable that they're really conditioned. If you can do it, you should. But we're saying, no, only do it if your body is just fully excited, fully energized, fully responding to that thing. And if it's mediocre, say no for now. And that's how you create boundaries as a generator, but it can feel really scary to do that because you're so warm. You're so caring about other people. You're so nurturing as a generator that saying no, when you could do something really can make you feel sort of like guilty, but that is the highest thing that you can do for other people because then you're going to be in your aligned flow. And generators are
2: meant, see, because I feel that way that like part of my calling is just to like spread love and remind people of why they're important and like, you know, helping people see their gifts and learn themselves, but that's part of our makeup. So that's why that makes sense. Okay. And
0: for you, especially because you only have one channel and the way that it's connected, it's specifically connected to paving new paths for yourself really, um, towards leading people towards more self-love and understanding what that looks like for them. <laughs> Makes so, sense. so much of what you've said, I'm like, that's all in your one channel. And you have such a rare chart that you're a generator with just one channel. What does that um, mean? Well, we'll get into it in, in really a lot more detail because um, <clears throat> just understanding how your energy works with using your strategy, that's going to unlock this one gift because it's coming straight from that sacral center, which is where this responding comes from. So when you're at a crossroads for you, crossroads is a big theme because of this channel, like which path do I take, Mm -hmm. which path do I pave? And you're going to be leading no matter what, because you have so much leadership energy. So you can feel this pressure of like, if I take this path, I'm going to be leading other people, whether that's my family or friends or even my followers in this direction, is this something that I really want? And the question that you're really feeling in your body is like, do I have energy towards this thing? Because sometimes it's not excitement. Sometimes it's just energy towards, Mm -hmm. and I just feel this fuel like burning towards this thing, or I feel like I'm drudging through the mud to get to it. Right. Like I could, but it just feels like that, like la- lagging in your body. That's a no. So it's paying attention to those signals that your body is giving you of like engine on or dragging yourself in the mud or nothing at all. And that's that no for now that Dana was talking about. So it's like your body is always trying to guide you to be in the right place at the right time. And for you specifically, living your purpose. So it's, always kind of dropping out of your mind of what should I do and what makes sense and what are the pros and cons and blah, blah, blah. When you're in that mental pressure place, dropping down into your body and just really feeling, is there energy there or not?
2: Okay. Oh, I'm so glad we're having this tune up. Okay, great. (laughs) Cause I'm and, ready. I'm entering a new chapter. So, I mean, this is yeah. the fine timing that of course I'm talking to you
1: So I'm so happy. Sure. Okay. I love it. And you know, that might sound kind of like general, but it's really true that only generators and manifesting generators have this like inner compass in their body, right? This mechanical response, it comes from your sacral chakra, your sacral center of your body, just responding. Like it's really actually very simple. Something comes in front of you. It's like, do I want to do it? Do I have energy towards it? Is is my body responding towards it or not? Yes. But actually I love it. following that It is a whole different story, actually executing that, actually going through with it. When your body does get excited, let's say like that example, I was talking about a fashion magazine. Are you actually going to take the first step to start looking into that? Or are you going to say, yeah, I got excited about that, but maybe some other time. Right. So it's still up to you to follow through. And mm-hmm. um, the next type that we want to talk about, I'll kind of run through the other ones really briefly, but the next type is manifesting generator. So as it sounds, it's kind of a hybrid of the first two types we talked about. Manifestors that are here to initiate, have this powerful, impactful energy, are always changing it up and starting new things. And a generator who has this creative energy, they're here to trust their body, they're here to spread excitement and enthusiasm for life. So a manifesting generator is both of those things. And the difference between a man gen, as we call them, and a generator is that man gens have a lot more interests and a lot more variety in how they're wanting to use their energy. When a generator is like, find something that they're super passionate about, they want to dive in. Like, they could spend 10 hours working on that project if they're so lit up by it. Whereas a man, gen could spend one hour or two hours and then they're like, okay, what's next? Like got to switch it up and have like different ways to use their energy through the day. So as a manifesting generator, your strategy is still the same. Listening to your body's responses Mm. and really following your body, not your mind about what you want to work on, how you want to use your creative energy each day, but also informing along the way. Because you got to do both. you got to do both because as a manifesting generator, you're switching it up all the time too. And you have a powerful energy too. And letting people in on what you're thinking, what you're doing next just creates more ease. People yes. want to support you and help you if they know where you're at and where you're headed. hmm So going into the next, going into the next type is projectors, which is what Shana and I are and projectors are a little bit more rare, less than 20% of the population. Now projectors are really different. They're what we call non-energy beings in human design. And what that means is that we do not create a consistent amount of energy to create and build and do things and be out in the world the same way as the other types that we've talked about so far. Manifestors too. Manifestors have like kind of spurts of energy and then times where they need to totally chill. And so they're not really like consistent in their energy as well, but they still do get these powerful spurts of energy to really put things into motion. Whereas projectors really only get about two to four hours a day of that energy to really build things or do things. And the rest of the time, projectors are really designed to learn, to see the world, to focus more on their intellect, on their insight, on the tools that they know that really help them guide other people because projectors have this aura that goes into the other to see the other. So projectors are always really fascinated in other people. How does this person work? You know, the psychology of understanding why people are different. So a lot of projectors are really drawn to human design as Shana and I are and astrology and all of the other things, because it helps us see why we're all different. And projectors are really here to guide the energy use of other people. So Mm. in order for a projector to guide someone else, that person who's receiving the guidance needs to want the guidance. And that's where the projector strategy comes in, waiting for the invitation before you share your advice or your insight to someone else about their life. So this is really simple. Actually, it's kind of like waiting for energetic consent before you push your ideas or your advice on other people. And this might sound like something that is good for everyone to do, but honestly, manifestors don't need to wait for the invitation. If they feel like telling someone, Hey, I think that you're doing this wrong and blah, blah, blah. That's really right for them to just go for that. Um, As a generator, if your body gets excited to kind of move into that space, it's like follow through, reach out to that person. As a projector, you're waiting for people to come to you and you're focused on this is who I am. This is how I guide. These are the tools I use. I'm going to share that and I'm going to let people invite me. And that's the way their energy is designed to really flow with ease. So it's a really different way. of. It's hard to be a projector until you learn
2: it. I'm sure that's why like I'm with Sunny, my daughter, who's three. I'm like, she's a mental projector. And I'm like, so she doesn't have any like sacral thing to like guide her in her body either. So like, I'm like, how do I help her wait for them because she also has a lot to let people know about. I mean, she (laughs) has things to say and she knows how she wants it done. And I love all of that, but I'm like, okay, how do I help you help yourself to thrive? You know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, mental projectors are amazing yeah, and I, I love that she's a mental projector. They're so smart, they're so on it, they're so capable. We yes. see mental projectors like run in shit and literally starting up businesses and just being really on it and so capable. And as a mental projector and as, you know, a mom of a projector, one of the best ways that you can support her is asking her advice asking her insight, like, well, I'm really having trouble with this or figuring this out. What do you think I should do here? And letting her give her insight. And it's not about following it or not. It's having a space for her voice to land her insight to land and feeling that her insight is valuable, even if it's not being listened to or or done, right. it's feeling like there's space for me. And it's not scary for me to share my insight because when it feels like there's not space for that insight, that's when without understanding your strategy of waiting for the invitation, you're trying to force your insight oh. into all these spaces because you're like, Hey, look at me. Like I have insight. I have insight. Nobody's listen, noticing listen. it.
2: So if I Where, wanted to mother her the best, like if I could just ask her for her advice as much as possible, just to let her know your insight is valuable always. I mean, it might not be what I take, but like it is valuable. It wants to be heard. That lets her feel like she can trust that.
0: Exactly. And it lets her feel like she doesn't have an outlet to use that. So she's trying to force it in other places, whereas she has an outlet. So it's like, oh, I don't need to force my opinion there because my opinions already valuable in right. other places in my life. So it really right. just creates this for foundation. Yeah. It's so this helpful. This is why human
2: design is so helpful, everyone. Like learning your, like for me with Sunny, like I would have never thought to just constantly ask her advice because then I would have thought, oh my God, if I, if I would have made that up, I would have been like, am I making her a know-it-all, you know, like, yeah. so <laughs> but no, so true. this is what she needs to do because she is going to lead people. That's just her, that's already her DNA, you know? So like, instead of making it where I need to like, not embrace the fact that she wants to lead people and share her ideas, just let her have a healthy outlet for it.
0: Exactly. Because the know-it-all is created when there isn't a healthy outlet. And it's like, I need to show that I know Mm. because there's nobody recognizing that I do. Mm. And so it's having that healthy balance, but then also not pushing her to do all the things, making plenty of space for rest, um, letting her kind of, uh, guide when she wants to rest and when she doesn't, okay, we is do really that. important.
2: I give her a um, lot of space just to be like, if she wants to do anything, like she wants to do gymnastics and swimming and acting like all these, she's like, mom, can you get me in these classes? So I'm like, okay. But like, I'm not like wanting to push anything on her. And then when we have time off, like I try not to fill it with a lot. Just let her play in the neighborhood, do what she wants, be on the couch, go in her playroom. Like I just, I've I've kind of followed the projector human design. I've tried to at least.
0: Is that right? Yeah. And yeah. And as a mental projector, you know, she has so many undefined centers where she's taking in her friends and her family and their passions and what they're into. So when she has a friend in school that's really into gymnastics, she's going to be really wanting to do that. Or somebody who's into swimming or somebody who's into soccer or whatever it is, she's going to want to have many different outlets to use her energy because she's connecting with those people. And it really is coming back to, okay, your plate's full. Let's make some space for rest here. Like Let's not overfill your day and your energy. Um, but then helping her use her authority. So with mental projectors, there's not a lot of information online about how to use your authority. So I do want to talk about that because I think that's so helpful. Yes. And, um, obviously we get into all of the authorities in our book in detail. So we're not going to get 10th. Yes. January 10th. And it's so helpful. It's called your human design. Okay. And, Um, you can get the book to learn your authority because there's eight different ones and we could spend like four hours here going into all of that. But for mental projectors, it really is all about using your mind at first. Like what are all the pros and cons? What's, what do I love about this? Like get everything down on paper, look at all the data, chart it all out. This is the one authority where it's encouraged to use your mind at first and then set that aside. And go to your favorite environments. So having places that she really just feels good in, whether that's her favorite coffee shop or bookstore or park or um, part of your yard or her room in, her, in your house, um, places that just feel like she just loves them. And when she's in those environments, it's activating different parts of her body and she will get this just dropped in sense of it just feels right or it just feels wrong. So the question that you're asking her after she's really thought it all out, like, okay, let's set that aside and let's just go out to your favorite places. And the question you're asking her is, does this feel right? So not, does it make sense? Not, do you want this? Not, should you do this? Does this feel right? And if it's like, I don't know, okay, back to the drawing board. Let's really look at all the options. What are your friends doing? What makes sense? And then Let's go to this lookout or this park or wherever it is that feels good to her. And if she's too young to really communicate what environments feel good to her, you can kind of notice when she's in different environments, if she just like is acting very clear and open and free, or if she feels kind of like she's having like tantrums or she's, you know, it's hard for her to be in that environment.
2: I feel like I have really, really tried to like design her whole life to where she, everywhere she is, she's very happy to be there.
0: Amazing. Cause environment is huge for her. Mm -hmm. Her room is so important that it's hers. Like, if she wants it a mess, great. If she wants to paint the walls, great. Like letting her room be her space for creative expression. And it's like, nobody else is telling her what needs to happen in there. That's really healthy for her as well. So mental projectors have two modes, mental side and then environmental side. And that's where it's like, you're juggling the two until you're in an environment and you just feel like, you know what? It just, I just know it just feels right. And it's like this dropping in that happens. And if it hasn't dropped in the clarity isn't there back to the drawing board and then back to environments.
2: That was so helpful. And that made that very clear because I was very overwhelmed with mental projector. Cause I'm like, what, how do you, there's no real like tool here. So that is so, so I am very sure when she's happy in environment, I can tell, like when she's, yeah. ha- and if she's not, we don't do it. Like we've tried, like one time she tried the singing class because she wanted to sing and we did two lessons. She hated it the whole time. I'm like, we're out, like it's not happening, you know, but she still wants to sing, but it just, that wasn't the right place. Um, yeah. So with a mental rejector, just as her mom, I can just notice if she is thriving in an environment, we're good to go. And then if she starts to feel overwhelmed, then get her into an environment that she loves and then talk about her choices.
0: Yeah. And notice if she's too in her head, like if she's really just anguishing over decision mentally and really trying to weigh out all the options and all the pros and cons, like, okay, it's time to set that aside and like, let's go to the park or let's go wherever that you know is a good environment, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. go out and then just ask like, what what feels right? Like not in your mind, what feels right to you? And if it's like this, and I don't know why, it's just this, it's like, great, that's your truth. But if it's like, uh, I'm not sure yet. Great. Okay. Tomorrow we're going to sit back down and go through all the pros and cons. So you'll notice this as she gets older too, when that ha- starts to happen, it's a really big decision and she feels like she's anguishing, like, okay, let's set it down and let's go. Let's go to the beach or wherever feels good.
2: Love that. Oh my gosh, this is, I mean, I'm telling you everyone, I'm giving you an inside look into my life just so you can see how helpful this is. Like learning your people's human design is a game changer for everything. Okay, I'm gonna totally change the way that I'm gonna parent Sunny now. I'm gonna at least work on it, try.
1: Yeah, and honestly using human design on with our children is one of our favorite uses of human design because Shane and I are not parents yet. But we have close friends that we've done readings for their kids or, you know, we they, were on our text thread all the time. They'll message us like, hey, this happened. And we're like, well, remember, they have a two in their profile. so blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And seeing the way their children respond to their human design is the part that makes it true for me. Mm-hmm. Seeing the way these children feel when their parent shows up and supports them in this way. It is the biggest sigh of relief. The child feels seen and respected and like their parent is really loving them in the way that they need to be loved. Like even one of my friends had a teenage son that was like 16. He was a manifester and he was really struggling, barely getting through high school. And, you know, I sat down and did a reading with him and I was telling him, you know, you're a manifester. So you're designed to be in control of what you do and what you work on. And it makes sense that you don't like to be told what to do in school. But if we want to get through this, like, here's what you need to do. Like, you need to start telling people more what you want to work on and how you feel and why you don't like something and just informing and to watch this like 16 year old boy who was, you know, like not into astrology, like barely open to me at first to see the way that it just clicked and resonated for him. Oh, this is so true. powerful. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's, that's really what human science is about, right? It like, changed
2: his that, life. And that's the yeah. thing. And because he was young, that's why the younger you can learn this because he's only 16 and in high school instead of going down this track with his parents fighting him and his teachers fighting him and trying to get him to do all this work and him saying no you just don't understand me and then the, right. the split gets bigger and bigger and bigger now it's like oh my god it clicks i'm a manifester this is why i'm doing this everyone just yeah. loves me i don't they yeah. want to help me let me just let them know how i feel about yeah. it and then we can move on our merry way and the parents knowing that then helps them to understand it just yes. changes everything about your relationship with your people
1: Yeah. And it's so true that it always comes back down to validating that you can trust what felt natural. Because I think as parents, you, if you're really attuned to your child, it's like, well, my, their teacher says it's a problem that I'm letting them do this, but I feel like it's okay. Like they are doing this. They seem to love it. Like I don't see any problem with it. And then I think you can really question yourself because some authority told you, well, that's not the way we usually do it. But human design is just this mirror that you can see yourself in. And that's really the magic. Like the magic is not someone outside of you telling you, this is who you are. That's not the magic. The magic is saying, I feel like this. And then someone outside of you saying, yes, and here's why, right? Uh, It's about your felt experience. And then this system just supporting you, giving you permission to do what already felt natural. mm -hmm. And that word, you know, this feels natural. That's alignment, right? That's authenticity. And it's difficult to explain alignment and authenticity and what feels right and what feels natural because it's a feeling. It's a frequency. It happens internally. So to put language to the feelings that we have in our lives is like a whole nother level of understanding life and our yes, human interactions yes. and the way that we grow, the way that we That's learn. So true. Like, yeah.
2: Man, that's so true. I, my generator self is like on fire right now. I'm so obsessed with you guys. I literally like how how I'm so upset that we're not like very best friends and text all the time. You don't know everyone in my life and that I can't give you all these readings. I'm like, there's about 15 people that I need full readings on. Like this is my generator self. So I know I'm obsessed with y'all. Like I'm so fired up. What do I do with this, just keep talking to y'all. I'm like I, my energy is on a thousand for y'all.
1: I love it. Thank yes. you so yes. much.
2: It's so exciting because it's like, just so true. And it's just such this is such an easy tool. I mean, it's so complicated, obviously. You mm-hmm. can go in depth forever, but it's also so easy at the same time to understand and make quick changes immediately, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. And by the way, you can text us and let <laughs> us know because we are such human design nerds. We can't yeah. stop talking okay. about human design. It's Okay. Okay. We're getting so, numbers. Open invitation. <Don't>.
2: Don't, don't tell, don't give me an invitation if you don't mean it. Cause I accept invitations.
1: <laughs>
0: I am no. really open.
2: Careful. We okay. love it.
1: Literally as we move through life, like we cannot know anyone anymore without knowing their human design. Yeah. Like it drives us okay, crazy, great. but as projectors, we're not allowed to just ask someone. So What's I can your human ask design? you guys, you, you can if ask if, us,
2: <laughs> if I had like a few people that I needed a little bit of help with, like, that's not yes. annoying to you and overstepping. No.
1: We absolutely love you. It. Love it's like our number one passion.
2: Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. This is answering all of my prayers. Okay. Great. This I cannot wait to have your numbers and text all the time. And then just as a y'all, just tell me, just like put up a stop sign if I'm too much. Okay.
1: Oh,
0: we love oh, it. We will. We're great <laughs> we communicators.
1: Um, any, any of our friends were like, text us anything. Just make sure you send us their chart along with it. Like tell us any story about any guy you went on a date with, but you have to send his human design chart so that we can be on the, in, in on the conversation along with it. I
2: freaking love this. Oh my God. Y'all are my favorite kind of people to hang out with because that's all I want to <laughs> do too is just like get into the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. Okay. So
1: reflectors, so that's the last one. Yeah. So reflectors mm-hmm. are the last one. They're the most rare. They're only 1% of the population. And reflectors are individuals who have a completely open system, right? In their aura, they're taking in the world around them like a sponge. And they kind of chameleon to become the energy they're taking in. So every new place a reflector goes into, they kind of temporarily become or experience that energy. Any person they're around, they reflect that person. And so that's where the name reflector comes from. And reflectors have this kind of opportunity to be extremely wise because they're so empathetic. They can become all these different things and feel all these different things and reflect all of these different people, they are able to really have this discernment and this gauge about who is healthy and authentic and who is not. So they really have this potential to be wise and we're really designed to look towards our reflectors as this kind of wise person in the center of our community. And by looking at the overall health and well-being of the reflector, we can see how we're all doing reflected Mm -hmm. in that person. So if you have a reflector in your life starting to observe, like, is this person healthy? Are they thriving? Are they well? Because that's going to be an indication that everyone that they've been spending time with has that energy. Whereas if your reflector in your life is struggling or they're having health issues, that's because their body is almost like this temperature gauge for the people around them. So for reflectors, they're extremely sensitive, but that sensitivity is their wisdom.
0: And Ooh. the more
1: we become uh, our best selves, our most aligned, healthy, authentic selves, the reflectors around us get that opportunity to experience that within themselves. Wow.
2: So they're like the wise
1: sages
2: of the community because like, they, they, they take it all in. And then, so you really have to be, take care of your reflector. I mean, we have to take care of yeah. all of ourselves. This is how it all works together exactly. because if we're not taking care of ourselves, then the sweet reflector, who's getting all the debris off of everyone and feeling and just like needs to hold a shield up is like dying over here because we're all not taking care of ourselves.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. And that's the best way to support a reflector <laughs> is to like clean up your side of the street and. Yeah. Take accountability for your life and your things. And as a reflector, you know, your environment, the people that you're around are so important. So if you are feeling unhealthy, it's because your environment is unhealthy for you, or the people that you are around are unhealthy. So it's all about going and being in different environments around different people, sampling different auras and different things to really sense like this feels healthy, this feels good. I love amplifying or reflecting this place. So since reflectors have a completely undefined chart, they're all so different. We have never met one reflector. That's like the same. They can be a CEO that's checking in with all of their departments and running shit. They can be, you know, a, a sage, like you said, that's like Mm -hmm. really amazing spiritual teacher. They can be working in environments that just feel childlike and fun and exciting. And every day is different. And that's the key as a reflector is really letting yourself kind of empty out each day. And the next day, asking yourself, who am I today? And Letting yourself rediscover who you are each day without really holding on to this is who I am, this is how I operate, this is what always works for me. Um, the more that you can kind of let each day be different, let yourself be different in different environments with different people, the more you're going to experience more success and alignment and synchronicities. Whereas if you box yourself in, you actually keep yourself from. Uh, playing big, you start playing small. So it's really complex as a reflector. And we have so many resources out there. We have an awesome podcast that's all about reflectors that I think really helps you to really understand your energy because as this super rare type, it's not not simple. (laughs) So you actually are a
2: true chameleon as a reflector, but not like in the sense that you're just like changing. Cause you want to fit in. It's like, that is who you are. Like you are just someone who receives all the energy and auras. Like that's just, you're actually like the animal, the chameleon out there that is just yeah. changing or the yeah. not animal, the reptile.
1: Yeah. We <laughs> like to use this metaphor of like a reflector is like the sky and they're like this clear, open vessel. And as storms come through, they become that storm. And then the storm passes. And then they're still this clear, like they're everything and nothing. And that's Magical. really right for them. Yeah, it is. And at some level, all of us have this reflector quality in us because all of us have certain centers or most of us have centers that are undefined. So if what we talked about in the reflector being in those environments sounded familiar to your daughter being a a mental projector, it's because they are, they are similar, right? Your daughter has a very open chart. So she's only like, you know, two cents, one channel away from being a reflector. Mm. So she is very open too, and when she goes into different environments, she can take in the energy of the people around her and kind of vibe off of that or fuel up on that. You know, even her being around you, it's the same thing because she has so much openness in her chart. You can almost think about that as the same way as this reflector she's taking in you as her mom. And if you are lit up about your life in love with what you're doing, really trusting your body to be your compass, you're going to be your most authentic and healthy self. And that's going to influence her in a positive way. Right? Like we all are actually so much more conditioned and influenced by each other than we think. We have this really big misconception that, like, what I do doesn't matter, doesn't really impact or affect other people. That's not true at all. When we walk into a room and we're in this room with other people, Our energy actually extends outside of our physical body and our energy is communicating with other people's energy all the time. So there's this kind of unspoken energy exchange that we feel, even if we don't have conscious awareness of it. So we've all heard that phrase, like, you know, the the five people that you spend the most time with, like, those are the people that you become. It's true. It's so true. If you're around people who are authentic and healthy and living their purpose and trusting themselves, that rubs off on you, right? Versus when you're around people who are lacking boundaries, who are lacking self-trust, who get into this space where they're really kind of having this stuck energy in their body, that also affects you just from simply being around those people. and. Mm -hmm. that kind of shows us that the most important thing we can do is take responsibility for being our best selves, even if it is scary or overwhelming or a lot to take on. And I used to feel like, you know, there's so much in the world that I wanna help change, but I'm just one person. Like, can anything I do actually have an impact? And now with my work in human design, I realized that just being your best self And just focusing on that is the most impactful and important thing that you can do because not only does that energy spill out around all the people that you come into contact with, but also the self-love that you create within yourself, then you get to put that into your purpose when you are really in that alignment. Whereas if you haven't created that self-love, you don't have it to really give to the world around you. So it has to always start with you
2: oh, I want to hang out with y'all all the time. i feel like, I'm my best self with y'all. This is so amazing. Like when I'm in y'all's vortex, like in the trenches of this conversation, I'm like, oh, yes, 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 yes. And then I forget to like be obsessed with it every second of the day once I'm not talking to y'all, but I want to be, it's so amazing. Okay, so I know I can't talk to y'all forever because y'all have a lot to do, but I would love to dive into my chart a little bit. And Shayna, I know you pulled it up. I'd love to like, because I feel like I am at another crossroads, like coming out of like something going into I feel like a brighter season. I feel like ready to like share, be more seen again. Like I didn't want to be seen last year. I was doing a lot of internal work, but now I'm ready to like step out again.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So your chart is actually really open as well. And you just have two centers to find. And so when we're talking about the different types, this is like the the most broad category and this is talking about your strategy like you were saying that blind spot of if you just did this one thing everything would be a little bit easier and then we get into your authority how you're making decisions the aligned way to trust yourself with big decisions and then we get even deeper to your centers and this is what Dana was just talking about with having open or undefined centers when you're looking at your chart those are the white ones that are not colored in. And this is where you are empathetically taking in the world around you and amplifying it, but it's not consistent for you. It's going to change based on who you're around, the environments that you're in, what you're taking in. Um, Whereas your defined centers, the ones that are colored in, they're connected by what we call a channel. And this is a gift that is consistent for you. And those defined centers if you're around somebody who has that center undefined, you are conditioning them with your defined center that is consistent for you. So looking at your chart, it really tells us that you have a really um, open mind. You're able to see other people's perspectives and their ideas. You're able to share your opinion there and actually connect to this um, uh aha kind of energy of really seeing their perspective and getting these ahas of like, oh, yes. this is what it could be, or that's how we could use this, or this is what you need to do. Yes. I you feel also, that. you also have a really open, um, emotional center where yes. you feel other people's emotions and even sometimes the collective emotions. <clears throat> yes, yes. And sometimes it's too much. And knowing that you are designed for the most part to be emotionally neutral in your own day-to-day experience of your life you have reactionary emotions where if something good happens you're happy something bad you're sad right but you're not designed to have random emotions and if you have a random emotion it's because you're picking it up from someone outside of you who shana
2: i swear i had to an move emotion. from my old house because we lived in the center of downtown Nashville. And like, I had just had a baby. And then I started thinking about all these kids who didn't have parents that loved them. And like, I would just go down this road and you see things that you don't want to see because there's just people everywhere. And I was like, I am being bombarded by every person's life. I'm playing out their whole life in my head and being sad about it. And it's not that I want to ignore it, but like I could, it's not, I'm not helpful in that situation because it just makes me get debilitated with how sad I am for the entire world that they're suffering. And it's, I can't be helpful then because I'm so stuck in my feelings and the pain of the world.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not yours to hold, right? It's yours to feel. And then sense like, this is the heartbreak for that you know, this excruciating heartbreak that people are experiencing day to day, because this center is completely open for you. You can connect in with that collective emotion or pain or despair. And it's about knowing like, okay, I have extreme empathy and I know what the world is feeling in this aspect or in this aspect or with this topic or that one. And now I can, empty that out because it's not my life. And one thing that I like to do, cause I have a really undefined emotional center too. is I literally use my hands, like pushing away from me. And I'm like, not my life, not, not my life, life, not my life, not my it's life, not my life. And it's like, I, life. I even like push it out of like my body, with like my stomach. Like I, I okay, like release I love that shit because it's, yes, it's amazing intel. And you can use that in the things that you are creating or the things that your body then feels energized towards taking action on. But it doesn't have to be something that you hold the burden of because it's not meant to be. So whenever you're ready to like release that burden, because it's not something you feel energized towards taking action on. It's really like, okay, it's just not my life. And And
2: the world is just, this is just the world we're in where you're just in this dualistic world of just like joy and suffering. And it's just like, that's what we all signed up for when we came here. Okay, here we are. We're on our journey. It's not my life. It's not my life. It's not my life. Okay.
0: Yeah, and that's whenever you want to release emotions that aren't yours. And knowing that exactly what you said. We are here to feel the full spectrum like Dana said of that tree where it's like the despair and the hope and joy and elation and ecstasy, right? So um it's all meant to be felt and you're somebody who's really good at feeling it even if it's not happening to you. Yes. And so then it's about just releasing and coming back to your baseline and that you can do that with it's not my life. Another place you're really open is your spleen center. and this is all about intuition. um you're really gifted at feeling when people are healthy or unhealthy or toxic or have addiction or have something that is, yes. just like heavy energy. I can pour on it. Immediately, immediately. Yep. Dana and I have this too. And you can also sense when somebody's really healthy and really mm-hmm. light and really in alignment and all the um, way,
2: like mentally, physically, spiritually, and their family, like it's like, you can feel it.
0: Yeah. And you can feel this, um, sometimes energy to help people break patterns that are not serving them anymore because you can naturally sense with your own instincts about someone else if they are, if they have like a limiting belief or if they have addiction or a pattern that is playing out in their life, like they're always dating the same toxic men. Um, you can really sense these patterns that are not healthy for them and you can help them. If you feel this energy towards doing so break those patterns. Okay. So Um, interesting.
2: You say this, one of my good friends, like, Is just in a situation with her husband where he's just not being the guy that he should be for a father and a husband. And it's not like he's doing anything necessarily wrong, but it's just not right. It's just not how you, in my opinion, if you're going to be in a committed relationship, how you should act. And I know my friend wants more and deserves more, but she has kids and she feels stuck. And I found myself having like a physical reaction to this. Like I was angry and I got angry at her. And then I'm like wanting to call the husband and like tell him why he's such a piece of shit. And like, I'm just like angry about it because I'm like, do you not see what you're doing? Let me break this down to you. And then like for the, for my friend, I'm like, do you not see what you're accepting of yourself? And then for him, for the husband, but I'm so mad because I can see it all. But then I know, I mean, I'm not perfect. So what am I going to, I'm not going to, but I have not found myself that physically and like emotionally upset about something in yeah. a long time. And I was like, what is happening here? It actually took me off guard.
0: Yeah. And that's when you're stepping into their shoes energetically because you're so empathetic that you're literally like trying their life on for size and I'm and, not okay with it. And then you're like, but it's not my life, but I'm right. trying to change their life. So this is once again, where that mantra of like, it's not, not my, my life. life,
2: but because she's my like life. a best friend and I, I went so deep into it with her. That I felt it yeah. all the way. Then I put all of my standards, which honestly, she could be a total. She is a totally different design, has a totally different life, and she's on a totally different journey. And this could be a big part of her journey that plays out in a way that I would not have allowed. That blesses her life because it's not my life. Okay, so exactly. I overstepped. I got in deeply.
0: <clears throat> well, and when you, so with the spleen center, it's really fascinating. You can step into somebody's shoes and then you can start noticing it in your own life. Like I'm around somebody who has, you know, an injury and now all of a sudden my knee hurts or, or my back is hurting. And it's so it's very real, or I'm around somebody who's having toxic patterns. And all of a sudden I'm noticing toxic patterns in my own relationship with my own partner. And it's not actually your life. It's just this energetic frequency. It's like that thing where you start noticing something that you, like you were obsessed with a certain car. Yeah. And then you start seeing it everywhere. Right. It's the same thing, but with health ailments and with, um, patterns that are not healthy. So it's once again, like that is not my life. It's not That's not healthy for me to get away from it. Because I do think it
2: sparked something in me that I have had activated again, that I did not want to have. Like I am feeling a little bit more feisty and stuff because I got something going in me that wasn't mine.
0: Yeah. So it's just about saying like, okay, you know what? That's not my life. And when I focus on my passions, like my path in life, my direction, my love, and I lead my life with that integrity, my values that I really enjoy. Um, and I'm healthy in my relationships and in my life, you naturally will lead the way for other people, especially close people in your life to really start saying, okay, well, what's healthy for me and where am I going? And how do I love myself? And what do I believe in? And that's because of the main channel, the only channel that you have, which is all about not bending yourself to fit in, um, (laughs) going your own way, no matter what kind of having this black sheep energy and, of saying, you know what? Yeah, you guys are all doing this, but I'm doing this and it's no hard feelings. Just this is what I believe in. This is what I want. This is what I love. And it makes other people question themselves and say, what do I love and what do I believe in and what's right for me? So that's actually always going to be the best way that you lead your followers, your friend, your family, whoever It's always by cu- tapping back into like, what am I passionate about? And what is my direction in life? And I will
2: change my direction on a dime. It hits me (laughs) like it'll be building, building, building. And then it will hit me like a freight train and I will go 180 on a dime and I cannot stop it. Like I can't stop it. It is so overwhelming. It's like a flood.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And anytime that you feel an emotion or a toxic behavior or even like an opinion or a way of thinking that you just feel like, whoa, that's that frequency is not my life it's just like pushing it away from you. Like, cool. I understand. I have compassion and awareness, but I'm pushing that away from me. Basically just saying when you feel a frequency that you don't want, then you can just push it away from you with your hands. Like not my life, not my life. And coming back to like, what do I want? What do I have energy towards? Move your body around in front of different things to feel what do I have energy towards and letting your body then guide you. That's always going to get you back on track. Um, with your truth, so there's so many different layers in your chart that we can get into. It's honestly, can we do like, like a never-ending rabbit hole.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would love to because I am like burning to tell you more about your purpose. And I just want to say, kind of, briefly can you tell that, me a little
2: bit? Yeah. Just can a I tell you bit? one thing that's been like triggering me? Is I like yeah. interview all these incredible women who have this huge bandwidth. Who are like writing book, going on book tours. They have blogs. They have YouTube pages. They have all this stuff going on at once. And I'm like, my energy just doesn't want to do all that. But I'm like why is my bandwidth not that big? Like, should I mm. be doing more? But like my energy doesn't want to spread it out on so many things uh, at yeah. once.
1: No, trust, I, like, your, okay. trust your energy. And that's the big thing is not looking at what other people are doing and saying, should I be doing that? Because I don't feel like doing that. I have energy to do this. So it's really about trusting your body and staying in your own lane and knowing that for you, your body's trying to guide you towards a different way of doing something. So letting other people be different than you and share things in different ways and really letting your body guide you to the timing even because Ah. your body might tell you one day, okay, now I'm ready to write this book and go on book tour. But if your body doesn't have energy for that right now. Trust your body. And that's the big thing as a generator. We're taught that there's something wrong with our body, that we don't have energy to do what other people are doing. There's nothing wrong with your body. Your body has so much wisdom. Your body is like your red light or green light. It's trying to tell you when to go, when to chill. It's guiding you towards divine timing. And the more trust that you have in that, the better. And your energy is so, it's designed to be so influential. You are designed to lead. Through walking the walk, through yes. going okay. on your journey. You are designed to share your voice and you're designed to interview other people. Like you have this undefined throat where you're really good at asking other people questions and getting people to come to the surface on what they're really wanting to share. Okay, so Shana, almost- I
2: feel like my only purpose is to interview other people. I've, I've kind Absolutely. of narrowed it down to that. And I'm like, I don't have anything else I truly love to do for like a career other than like having these kind of conversations. But I'm like, is that enough for my purpose?
1: Yes, absolutely. And remember we said you have an open mind so you can take in someone's thing that they're sharing and be totally on the same page as them, like all about it. I am not able to do that. I have a defined mind or you could call it maybe even a closed mind. I'm only good at talking about what I'm good at talking about. I'm not the best at interviewing other people, but you really are. And through, um, you know, you have so much kind of energy about wanting to be deep and wanting to guide people towards a more. Authentic future. Yes. Like a better future direction. So you have all of this energy, like you can really see where should we be headed? You know, what is the goal here? Like, how do we want to feel in our life? And then you really are able to collect the interesting ideas and collect the interesting people or leaders or women that you want to then amplify their voice. Yes.
2: Because I don't feel like I have this voice that I necessarily want to share, like what I'm thinking, but I feel, like I know what needs to be shared and the yes. people that need to share it. And I feel like I know how to find them because they're the only yes. kind of people I'm interested in. Yeah, And I feel like that is my gift is that I find these people with this information that we need to hear. Yeah, But I feel like that's it for me. I'm like, that's because I don't feel like I have much more of a purpose. Like I don't have a thing. I don't have anything I really wanna say in particular. I just want to get the voices heard that need to say what I know needs to be said, but it's not coming from me. I'm just collecting them.
1: You can think of yourself as a curator. When you come across something that you're like, that is helpful, the world needs to know that. That's gonna bring us towards a better future. Then you get to kind of amplify that and get in with that person and drive on their thing that they're talking about and share your opinion on it. And your discernment on those ideas is the gift that you give because you're also able to see someone and be like, that's not it. That's exactly. not going to help us. That's off. That's not something I, I know. Share. When it's
2: like what I know it when it needs to be. That's why everyone's like, who's your favorite podcast episode? I'm like all of them because I pick all <laughs> of them. Like I, and I attract. like I'm not interviewing anyone that I'm not fully resonating with because yeah. I feel like that is what my podcast is, is my contribution to the world. I'm like, I feel like I find these people with the knowledge and I'm not, but I'm not smarter or holier than that or anything that I actually feel like I don't know a lot of things. I just feel like I know when I know someone has something that we need to know.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so much of your energy is about wanting to direct people towards the right frequency, like the right direction. So it's not like giving people instructions. Like you're not, your job is not to be like, follow these 10 steps. Your job is pointing people into that right flow and really like leading with your own journey, letting people see you live your true journey, Um, you know, leading by example that do as I, you know, the, the whole like conditioning of do as I say, not as I do, that's going out the window. And we're starting to only look at leaders who are literally walking the walk. And that is what your energy is wanting to do. So like, I love, I'm obsessed with the fact that it's like the get real, like be real, like all of these things, because that is your energy.
2: I feel that. I really do feel that way. And I feel like all the parts of me that I didn't feel like were real, like I'm not gonna, I won't go into detail, but like last year I cut and dyed my hair brown because I'm like, I need to know who I am, like really without stuff on it. And then I can add back in what feels right to me, but I gotta get down to, the core of who I am. Hold on a let Let's not talk touching this. Um, oh my God. Okay. So I do want to do a deeper reading, but I do feel like, okay, is it weird that like, I do want to use my voice and be heard. But like the only thing I really resonate with is chatting with people like you guys, because that's all I really want to do. But then I don't want to really do much more with it. I'm like, I just want to give you the conversation and I'll keep giving you the conversation, but like, I don't want to write a book about it. I don't want to give you a workbook. I don't want to like, you know, put out a, email list. Of, I mean, I could do all that, but that's not like burning inside of me, you know?
0: And that's not what's burning inside of you right now. right? It's all about the present moment. It's okay. all about in this moment. Like in this moment, I have energy and passion towards having these conversations, amplifying frequencies and voices, leading people to those frequencies and voices, curating the, the vibes that I want and the the teachers that I want, for example, and great. And in a year, maybe you're going to be like, you know what? I have this burning energy to write this book or to s- start this conference or to, you know, bring together this event. And that's because that is the right time okay, so it's going it just to all align
1: my time.
0: Yeah, exactly. My
1: time And as much as you can staying present, you know, not worrying about the future. That's a big thing for generators. We're so taught what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? But for you, it's like in this moment, this is what my body has energy towards or not. I also wanted to say that one of your biggest life lessons is about being playing really big and helping a lot of people and infusing your values and integrity into everything that you do. The fear side is if I really truly play big, will I still get to have freedom? Will I still get to have my family and be loved? Like it can be this I fear feel. of responsibility, right? Like if I really play big and help as much as I really feel I'm meant to, will I still get to be a mom and yes. a wife to my husband? And uh, we call this energy, the Oprah energy, because it's so Um, like really designed to do big things, but with your love and compassion for family, for community, for the way that we treat other people with love and respect, like that is your medicine. And you are here to infuse that into everything that you do, businesses, you create conferences, you create interviews that you do. It's like, you're spreading your love and compassion and integrity for what it means to be a good person and to love other people and to show up as, you know, a member of a family or a member of a community that is like doing your part. Like that energy is something that is really strong within you. So when we say leadership, it's this whole new style of leadership, right? We haven't seen me
2: walking it myself.
1: So I feel
2: that way about the big energy and not wanting to lose my life. I even said that like the whole being seen on a bigger level, like just then having the responsibility of all those people and the energy on me. And it's like, I don't know what's right for people. I really don't. All I know is how to share what I feel called to share. But then like, I don't want to have to be responsible to tell people how to like do more with their lives because I don't know. And then I'm going to take it all on and feel it all in Get empathetic like I did when I lived in the house in the middle of downtown Nashville. And I'm like, now I can't enjoy my own life, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. So what do can... I do? <laughs> yeah. So the big thing is getting really comfortable with the fact that you are that Oprah play big energy. If you don't allow that to be in your own perception of yourself, it's always going to feel like something's missing in your life. So the okay. work is actually just. Letting yourself be this big person who's here to help a lot of people, who's here to shine your light and share your discernment and help uh amplify other people's voices and help uh use your discernment to share the ideas that you think are really helpful and are gonna lead us towards a better future. Like the more you focus on all those things that you are, the fear side really melts away. And it's not being and-
2: egotistical and it's not gonna because I'm always like, I don't want to make people feel bad that I'm like out there so much, like saying all these things. And they're like, I can't even like, you know, get my grocery shopping done on Sunday, you know? And it's like, I don't, I've always been worried that I'm going to make people feel bad with the big energy because I don't want to make anyone feel bad because I'm going to feel their bad feelings, you know?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that's totally connected to this energy. It's like, who am I to be special? Everyone is special. I shouldn't feel this way. And the truth is everyone is special. And that's what is so beautiful about it. It's like you really, the more that, you know, it's a lesson in your life specifically to just own the fact that you're here to be influential. You're here to shine brightly. And that doesn't mean that you're better than anyone else or more significant or anything. I'm just doing
2: what I was made to do. Like everyone else, when they're in their highest and best alignment is doing what they were made to do. And you know it because you feel it and you can like use human design to learn these things. Okay. So it's accepting it. I'm not doing it because I want to show off or I want to like be seen or be important. So people, so I feel value when I was younger, I did, I wanted that validation, but now it's like, I actually feel like I'm meant to be in front of a lot of people and sharing these messages. I know what I'm yeah. meant to share now.
0: Yeah. And we're so conditioned that if we take up space and there's no space for anyone else and that's not how things work. Like there is space for everyone to take up as much space as they want and, and are meant to, and you taking up space doesn't remove anything from anyone else. It's also the same thing with giving, like giving your resources, giving your insight, giving your energy doesn't mean that it's then taking it from like this resources that you have. And now you have nothing left to give when you're giving from a place of authentic alignment and you have energy towards it. It is like this endless source of like a well where it just flows. And then it's like, okay, now my energy is being pulled towards giving in this space. And when you're following that, you still have this energy, you still have this uh, flow to give. So the lack mentality that we have is that if we take up too much space, there's no room for others. And that's really not the case, especially with you. You are just inspiring other people to take up and play big and to shine their light more brightly, the more that you do so yourself, but it's always not getting ahead of yourself. And really just in this moment, how do I want to take up space? How do I want to play big? How do I want to shine my light and letting that truth be whatever it is without the judgment of like, well, should I, and the comparison of other people are doing, um, really coming back home to your body in this present moment. That's all I need to know.
2: I got to have to, I'm gonna have to listen to this every single day, like every day. And <laughs> I cannot wait to get your numbers and text y'all. And I want to like talk more. And like schedule reading or whatever we can do. I want to, I want to do it. I want to be in touch with you all nonstop. I'm going to wrap up because I could go on forever. Literally. <laughs> um, I always leave with leave your light. What do you want people to know? Open-ended.
0: Hmm. Um, I want people to know that wherever you are right now in your life, wherever you are in your path, there is something that you can do right now. That doesn't cost any money. That doesn't cost any energy that can shift your perspective, shift your, um, alignment just by tapping into what you feel inside your body. Um, regardless of your type, really listening to, okay, let me tune in, close my eyes, check in with my body, how is it feeling? Am I feeling exhausted? Am I feeling energized? Am I feeling confused? Am I feeling stuck? Um am I feeling excited? Really tuning in and just having that moment of awareness, self-awareness of what your body is feeling. That intel alone is so valuable and can honestly change your life. So whether you get our book or not or whether you dive down the human design rabbit hole or not, You can honestly change your life right now, regardless of your circumstances, just by starting to tune in each day with what your body is telling you and what you're feeling.
2: Unbelievable. Okay. And drop us with it. The last bit, Dana, take us home.
1: Yeah. I've actually been thinking a lot lately about social media and technology and the way that our world is changing and how it's going to continue to change in the future. And something really big for me is genuinely giving yourself permission to show up how you want to. And I know that we talk about that a lot, like not comparing ourselves to other people on social media, et cetera, but even if you're a business owner or you're sharing something on social media, give yourself permission to do it your way. There's no right or wrong. Like technology is amazing. Like look at how us three women are getting to meet for this conversation. We're not in the same physical place and all of the women that get to all the people that get to tune into this conversation, like technology is something that helps us connect and expand and grow in its highest expression. But it's up to us to make sure that we are using these tools to really support our lives instead of be a source that makes us question ourselves in a deeper way. So I just wanted to share that we have so many tools at our fingertips. Anyone can start a business tomorrow and share their content on Instagram for free. Anyone can do that. That's amazing. Anyone can turn on a podcast mic and share their message. We are so empowered with the technology we're having, but it's up to us to be the leaders in our own life about using the resources that are available to us to help us thrive. And we have the power to do that
2: to their highest and best. It's like, yes, social media, we've seen the down, downward dark side, just like we were talking about earlier, why people are now open to like meditation and stuff, because we've seen all the other ways people try to get relief and it's not working. It's like with social media. We've seen all the other ways we can use it for self-indulgence to mm-hmm. try to make ourselves feel better, comparison, exaggerating the truth, whatever. But it's like, no, we need to use that for our, its highest and best. If we all are using yeah. social media to amplify, like you said, our message at its highest and best level, then what a powerful tool it is. I mean, it is yes. so powerful. What a like a it can revolutionize the whole world on a in a minute.
1: Yeah. As I like to think of a sharp tool, like a knife, a sharp knife is the most powerful tool, but if you're using it wrong, it can be harmful. If you're using it right, it can just make everything more powerful. So the big message that I wanted to share is in this new year, It's like, get really clear on who you are, on what you want to share and utilize the tools around you to amplify your authenticity and your message and be grateful for the fact that we have so much opportunity in this time. Let's utilize it. Let's not take it for granted. Let's really make the world better because we have the technology. We have the tools. We have the opportunity. Um, so let's do it. Like, so let's Do go. the work
2: to do it to get your message clear. Okay, to wrap up, because I just want to make sure I get what I need for myself because I want to apply <laughs> it so much. What is my what is my purpose? Like, what do I need to do if I was going to summarize it? Since you all know me and you know what I am trying to do. Like, what if I was going to make a mission statement, how do I do it?
1: Yeah. So your energy is all about leading the world towards a better, more authentic future and doing that by leading by example and in curating. your own journey. Yeah. Curating, sharing other people's voices and using your discernment to amplify the ideas that you think are going to help us okay. go towards a better future. And the way that you move towards that, since you're a generator is through listening to your body's responses what does your body have energy for today in this moment that is guiding you about how you get there, not your mind and what you should do or what makes sense moment to moment, right? Your body's always going to be responding to- towards, yes, I love this person's message and I want to share it on my podcast or eh, it's mediocre or, or no. And, you know, letting your body's responses guide you is going to be the way that you really do it. But. You are someone who is really here to lead us towards a better and more authentic future direction. Embrace
2: big energy. Stop trying to deny it. I'm not trying to be better than anybody. I'm not trying to be anything. Just let it be what it wants to be.
1: Yes. Beautiful.
2: Okay. I love it. Tell everyone where we can buy your book, where we can get your courses. Y'all have like amazing gift packages that you send out. Like you got all sorts of stuff. Y'all are the honeypot of everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you can find our book, your human design, anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, really wherever. Um, You can also find our podcast, um, the, the day Luna human design podcast. That's a great free resource for understanding human design. Honestly, our book is like, this is how you live your design. The daily practice. It's beautiful. It has a ton of recommended crystals, meditations. There's quizzes. Like it's a fun and also really helpful resource. And then, yes, we do have ritual kits, which are kind of this tangible way to lean into your design each day, as well as learn about your design. And then we have a whole training where if you're wanting to learn all of the system and use it with your business or your clients or your friends and family, um, it's so incredibly helpful and it's honestly can be used in every aspect of our human experience. So that is also available on our website, which is daylunalife.com. So there's so much there. What was that? How long is the training? The training is more than 30 hours. Um, and it's really experiential, but also full of all the information. So is it already like recorded
2: or is it like live with y'all?
0: Yep, it's already recorded. We actually recorded it when we went to Costa Rica with 35 women and we trained them in person over 10 days. And so it's 10 days of content. Um, and it's honestly Everyone who's taken the training, it's like shot them off into their businesses, their careers with their friends and family. And it's the most in-depth training that we've found that's out there. We have a lot of people who've come to the training that have taken many others and they're like, oh my gosh, this is actually how you use this system and really apply it. So I it's really it. thorough. put this it's in, really my, in
2: my mind to when this aligns with me, because I would love to be thoroughly versed in human design like I would love to yeah. really understand it I would love yeah. that so I'm gonna just keep that in my mind okay okay I love y'all and don't hang out because we're exchanging numbers but Dana oh, you're the best Shana and Dana thank you so much I all as always I'm obsessed with y'all I could talk to y'all for my entire life and thank you for everything that you're doing and sharing and thank you for all this wisdom about my my life and my family too I just appreciate y'all to the ends of the earth and beyond
1: The first time, every time, owe your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can
2: greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.